Welcome to the Jerusalem Lights Podcast with Rabbi Chaim Richman, whose goal is Torah for everyone. I'm your co-host, Jim Long, and now, Rabbi Chaim Richman. Shalom, shalom, Mr. Long. How are you? Shalom, Rabbi. I'm getting by. Actually, I'm doing better than getting by. You know, I I feel remarkably uh, in in good health for a man of my age. I don't know if our listeners uh, realize that uh, that I am uh, 72 years of age. I never thought I'd make it this far. Whoa, 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 Jim. Let's start again. I was a simple <laughs> question. How are you? How are you? Well, first of all, Jim, I want I want to bless you that you should live a long and healthy life, like we say, a hundred till a hundred and twenty. Yeah. And uh, and I bless you that you should continue to buy green bananas. Green bananas. You know, some people say I don't buy green bananas because I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. But I, I bless you that you should always buy green bananas. I love that. And yes, we we are living under under strange strange circumstances today. Strange strange days, and we are all very very blessed. And and um, yeah, what you should say is thank God for every breath that I'm taking. He has me in this world for His well, purpose, which I think what is what this whole Torah portion is about. By the way. You know, the Chinese have a curse. May you live in interesting times. I heard that, yeah. And I I think we are seeing the ultimate actualization of that right now, that we are living in the most interesting time. I believe that it's embodied in this Parsha this week, that, that what we're seeing around us in the world, what we're observing is uh, a time when I think God is showing us many things. God wants us to see the truth like never before. And there and, are so many things that are that don't make sense and that seem just to be wrong. Uh, the direction that they're going in, there seems to be a lot of abuse of power. There, there's a lot of things going on on a, on a global level. Before we talk about this week's Torah portion and how it all fits into Parashat Re'eh, which of course is this week's Torah portion, um, I want to mention a verse it's on my mind a great deal from Isaiah chapter 25. Um, we have here a prophecy about the Holy Temple, about um, how Hashem's kingdom will be revealed, about the future. And so we read in chapter 25 of Isaiah, verse 6 Hashem, master of legions, will make for all the nations on this mountain, referring, of course, to the place of the Holy Temple, a feast of fats. A feast of lees, rich fasts and concentrated lees. On this mountain, he will destroy the covering that covers all the peoples and the mask that masks all the nations. Wow. He will take away the the veil, is actually the word in Hebrew, that covers all the peoples and the mask, the masicha, which is spread out over all the nations. And the interesting thing about this word masicha, which means mask, is that it has several other connotations. And those that participate in our Zoom classes know that we really like to emphasize the Hebrew roots of the words and the significance of, of, uh, of every letter, of how they're joined together. There's so much richness in the Hebrew language. But this word here in Isaiah 7, 25-7 has a number of connotations. One is that is related to the same word as the molten golden calf, which means 
like poured out, molten. Mm -hmm. So the word automatically conjures up the idea of a golden calf. And it also has a connotation of some sort of kingship, of some sort of rulership. So in other words, there's an understanding here on a deep level that this mask that masks all the nation is a control thing. That there's a certain control that's being exercised by this mask. So obviously... I'm looking at it on a literal level that there is a mask that's covering everybody's face. Yeah. But the, ma the mask that we are wearing, those that are wearing it, it's only a symbol, Jim, in my mind. If you open up your heart in the deepest way, there's so much going on in the world today. And I think you and I promised each other that we weren't going to talk about this today, but there's so much here. <laughs> and I think that the mask is symbolic of a deeper mask a deeper mask of, of identity and an effort to, to um, shall we say, usurp that identity. And, and so Hashem is saying that he is going to eliminate all of this, expose all of this, make a feast for the nations when he reveals himself on this mountain, which of course, the topic of the Holy Temple is a major theme in this week's Torah portion. And in fact, this whole concept of the place that I will that I will choose begins to emerge specifically as the spiritual center of the people of Israel in this week's Torah portion. It's a unifying principle that is so important in Torah thinking. God is bringing this unity about this one place to worship, one temple to worship, the one true God of, of Israel and of the world. The people of Israel have to go down and be seen by Hashem and the world at some point eventually in the future, we will witness this this amazing pilgrimage festival uh, every which year. Which changes the world, which changes the world. And, right. and, and the word the word worship in a Jewish context, in a Torah context, never 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 has done it for me. I, I don't think it's adequate. I don't think it's conveys because when because that word worship conjures up okay you have you have praise like oh god you are so great you are so mm -hmm. good and then there's and then there's uh, supplication but that's that's not really what we do that's not what we do what, what we do is we we make a a a tikkun a rectification we make a realignment we make we make a, an elevation of of everything in the world we we imbue the material uh, with the light of its of its spiritual essence that's that's our job in this world even even just as people and th and that also brings us back to the very first verse that I that we're going to get to and I'm excited about that I'm I'm so excited about this fourth Torah portion in Deuteronomy Ray, which means see it's all about vision it's all about some sort of a vision thing but I I just wanted to tell you that idea about the um the masks that that Isaiah is speaking about a lot of people in Israel are speaking about this verse these weeks because there's something there that is very powerful, that motif. And there's something there that the prophet Isaiah, who saw it all, who saw everything and who's, he's such a prophet of our generation. He's telling us something about, about these masks that are covering over the faces of, of, of all the nations. But Jim, um, the thing is this, this is the last week of our, of our month of Menachem Ahav, the consoling father. Uh, this this Shabbat, the Shabbat that we'll be reading this Torah portion of Re'eh, see, we will be blessing the incoming month of Elul, which is actually Sunday and Monday. And everybody knows the month of Elul is the last month of the year. It is the month that's whose name comes from 
an acronym, Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed, of the verse in Song of Songs, chapter six and verse three, I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me, because it's all about rekindling, revealing the intimacy that always exists between Hashem and us, but we we just don't get it straight. We just get distracted. We just get bogged down. We just get full of ourselves and full of anxiety. And we're so busy in the world trying to make a living, trying to survive, trying to listen to all the, all the new orders from, from uh, the World Health Organization and all the things that we're busy with so that the month of Elul comes as a classic vestibule, as a preparation for the upcoming Yamim Noraim, the days of awe of Tishrei, the days of judgment. Elul is all about getting back on track. It, because, it, it, you know, one of our great sages said that, that, that when Elul comes, there's this, there's this tension in the world. It's so, it's so um, palpable, the, 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 the excitement of the approaching days of awe, and that, that it's so powerful, the, the incoming sense of, of um, I, I won't call it dread. That's the wrong word. But it is. But it is um, holy dread. This awe of of Hashem's judgment that's coming. That he, he says, even the fish in the sea tremble in the month of Elul. But I was thinking, Jim. I was thinking about something I wanted to share with you. As far as your background in music is concerned, you know those wonderful years that you spent as a disc jockey. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of a song that I heard this morning that really captures on one level the message of Elul. It's Willie Nelson. You were always on my mind. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because yeah. when you think about that expression, you were always on my mind. And when you listen to that song carefully, because every everything, all love songs, by the way, this is a very deep secret. All love songs that are popular are actually allusions to our relationship with Hashem. Amen. That's that, that's yeah. the metaphor, and that, of course, is the is the great prophetic window of rock and roll. We won't talk about that, Jim. But you know, when I was born. But the idea is that 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 the the, the a love song is coming from the deepest place in the world because the only true love is is Hashem, and and when a man loves a woman, it's the it's the Hashem that he loves, yeah. that he sees through through his love. So what is what is this song? <laughs> You're always on my mind. It's like. I'm sorry that I never made it clear to you that I, that I, little things I should have said, you, but you know, I didn't take the time, but you were always, <laughs> I know this sounds a little bit out there, but that's really what Elul is all about because, because we're saying to Hashem, it's like, this is who I want to be. I want to be close to you. I want to be close to you. I don't want to be, forget about you. I don't want to be distant. You were really always on my mind, but I didn't take the time. And, and Elul is this gift that Hashem gives us to catch up, to like, to like uh, reposition, to grab hold of ourselves, and to say, no, I don't want to. I don't want to somnambulate my days away. Yeah. I don't want to be uh, the, the night of the living dead. <laughs> I don't want to be sleepwalking through my life. I want to be your faithful servant and child and love. I want to be on fire for you all year round and I'm going to get it straight this year. That's, that's the promise of the month of Elul and music comes from the highest, the highest celestial place, the highest, the highest world. And Hashem uses anything and everything to get a person's attention and to, and to get a message to a person. It's all coming from this, um, orchestration yeah and hashem is the hashem is the conductor and hashem is is sending 
to us what we need at each moment, hoping to get our attention. Those who reject God, who reject Torah, reject his instruction, they want us to see their way of life, which is reflected in popular media. People are, people are, are, are watching their televisions more than ever. The powers that be want us to spend our days sitting in front of a television set. Hashem is saying to us, you know, when when you think all there is to do is watch Netflix, he's saying to us, I'm setting before you the blessing and the curse. So this Torah portion, it's called Re'e, which means see. Which, again, it's interesting to note that the month of Elul is coming. It's the time of repentance and preparation and uh, review you were always on my mind but it's a time of taking a good look at ourselves really and so moshe rabbeinu opens this torah portion using uh, this idea of vision by and issuing this challenge for us to see what exactly so the portion begins see i present before you today a blessing and a curse now this is not to be confused with later on in uh, in the, the Torah, when he says, "I present before you today life and uh, life and uh, the blessing on the cross, life and death. Choose life." That's not uh, where we are right now. Um, that 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 we're going to find in Deuteronomy uh, chapter thirty in Parshat Nitzavim where he says there in verse 15, see, I have placed before you today the life and the good and the, and the death and the evil. And then he continues to explain that which I command you today to love Hashem. And then he says, I call heaven and earth today to bear witness against you. I have placed life and death before you, blessing and curse, and you shall choose life. But that's not in, in this week's Torah portion. In this week's Torah portion, he just says, I present before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing that you hearken to the commandments of Hashem, your God, that I command you today. And the curse, if you do not hearken to the commandments of Hashem, your God, and you stray from the path. So, first of all, he's describing here this um, ceremony that is to take place when the people of Israel enter into the land um, in the area of the mountains of Ephraim, uh, bet between Mount Avel and Mount Gerizim, which are to serve as testimony. And the Torah describes how the tribes are going to be divided up. And this, this um, uh, ceremony is going to take place. But he doesn't explain anything here about, about um, life and death. He says, he says, the challenge for us is to see the blessing of observing the commandments themselves and the flip side, which is the curse of abandoning them. So, so first of all, the word see here is, is kind of elusive. It's, it's kind of uh, um, strange, to, the use of the word seeing in terms of the concept of the blessing of the commandments and the curse of not following Hashem's ways, because it seems to be a, a, um, a question of uh, a philosophical outlook or, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, an idea and yet vision is a tangible thing. To me, in other words, it would make sense to say, okay, hear what I have to say. Hear about the blessing and the curse. But he doesn't say hear. If he would say hear, then it would be a matter of knowing. 
and understanding. But that's not what he says. He says, he seems to be saying that this is something that we can actually see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See the consequences of, see the blessing and the, and, and the curse. And, it's, and so it's, it's, uh, it's different than the other section that relates to that. So what, what exactly is the blessing and the curse that's referred to here in our portion of Re'e? If it's something that we can see, it's not about, it's, he doesn't equate it even with life and death. He doesn't equate it with, with reward and punishment. He just says, this is the blessing and this is, this is the curse. You can see how uh, Mount Grizim, which is on the south, is verdant and green. And the, the one in the north, which is Ival, is arid and, and patchy. And these are two mountains which receive the same wind, the same sunshine, the same exact elements are right next to each other. I, I always think of the saying in the, in the, among the sages that evil will come, evil will come from the north. Um, there's, a, there's a famous midrash that relates to the whole question wherein we are, we are taught by Rabbi Levi. He says, what, what is this, the comparison? A servant, so his master says to him, here's a golden bracelet, or here are chains of iron. Which do you want? So the Midrash says, so too Hashem said to Israel, if you perform the commandments, here is goodness and blessing. And if not, here is a curse. There are two paths before you. And so the idea is the blessing and the curse has nothing to do with reward and punishment. In their very essence, they are the two different things. It's Wallace Stevens again, Jim. Mm -hmm. It's not ideas about the thing, but the thing itself. Yeah. The, the Parsha is informing us that listening to Hashem is the blessing. Right. And not, not listening, which again, it's our choice. That itself is the curse. It's not, this is the whole thing of opening up your heart in the deepest way. This is just unbelievable. It's not that a, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, it's not that observance of the commandments is a condition to bring about the blessing or the curse, like an external cause that will bring it, uh, that will bring about an effect. <clears throat> they are the thing itself. Yeah. This is this is not even about two paths, one leading to good and the second to to downfall. It's about it's about Hashem imploring us to live our lives as a manifestation of our choice between good itself or its converse. In other words, the way of Torah is already the blessing right here in this world, in this life. That is itself. The blessing. It's not. It's not. So in that parable from the midrash, the, the master didn't say to his servant, "If you go this way, then listen to me. I'll I'll give you gold, and if you go against my will, you'll be punished and put in iron chains." No, he's saying this. You make the choice. <laughs> this is the gold. This is the chains. Take whichever one you want. That's choosing the path, and it's a huge difference because because Hashem is not saying if you choose this, this is what will happen. He's saying this is what exactly what it is. And, and of course, the, the deepest thing about all of this, we, we didn't even mention yet, which is that he says, today, today, I present before you a blessing and a curse. And he says that three times. And, and he says again, he says, that I command you today. And then, and then later, you shall be careful to perform all the decrees and the ordinances that I present before you today. And that is one of the greatest secrets of serving Hashem. We've spoken about many times the idea of feeling that today is the day. Today is like 
you say the first day of the rest of your life. The, the, it's about the power of today, of, of, of grabbing hold of today and making sure that today counts and making sure that we can see our blessings today. You know, this is uncanny because, you know, you talked earlier about, uh, from Isaiah, the, the concept of the mask, these mandates being backed up by governments and by people, by actu- by people in the government talking about the carrot and the stick. If we can't get people to wear the mask by using the carrot, we're going to have to use the stick on them. They're playing God with us. They're, yes, and in, in fact, we have we, that's part of our parsha. False prophets is part of our uh, of our part of our parsha. Part of our parsha is coming into the land and cleansing it of idolatry, mm-hmm. and 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 that also is the difference between like the mentality that we're getting excited and trying to trying to feel in the month of Elul that's coming, and what happens to us as we somnambulate through the year because that's human nature. Is is to remember that it's only Hashem. It's only Hashem. It's like, it's like when a person gets um, excited and remembering that there's a God in the world and remembering the 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 um, the shortness of life and how important it is how we spend our time and tshuva and everything. It's like we we get on fire for a little while, last for a couple of months, and then we get bogged down again the rest of the year. But the idea is, it's like a, it's not a hobby. It's not a hobby. It's not like I have my golf game and I have Hashem and. Uh, no, I'm not saying you can't have a golf game, but is Hashem in the golf game with you in the midst of it all? <laughs> not just because you need him, but in other words, the what the vision of Torah for us all is to realize that the most precious thing is to have this relationship. That's what Jerusalem Lights is all about. That's where we're always emphasizing the concept of what life offers us when we are able to develop that relationship. And to know Hashem in everything, you know that that's the goal here. Because we are we are now getting closer to coming in. We have this we have this uh, opportunity that we are being given the blessing and the curse, the 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 um, assembly that's going to take place on uh, between Mount Grisham and Mount Evel. The, the Torah portion involves uh, the command to, to uproot idolatry from the land of Israel, to, to focus our service of Hashem in, in that one place in the future, to bring offerings there, to bring the ma'asrot, the, the, the tithes there, concepts of the foods that are uh, permitted by divine will to be eaten and that are not permitted to be eaten because of the, na- because of the effect that they have on the soul, the concept of... of um, the warning of the false prophet and the person that would lead um, the nation astray. All of these commandments, the commandment of of, uh, of tithing and also of the the uh, the coming year of the of the shemitah, the the um, sabbatical year has a has a um, an aspect of of. Um, uh, finances as well that are described here, the concept of coming up to the temple three times a year. Everything is about to change so drastically for the nation of Israel. Their their lives are about to embark on this whole new course, which is to remain in effect from now until forever, in effect, right? And 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 so through, consistently throughout, we always learn that the commandments of Hashem are not theoretics they're not they're not philosophy 
but they are, like we said, not ideas about the thing, but the thing itself. It's about action. It's about a very, very comprehensive, all-encompassing way of life. It's about a path. It's about establishing a society which is just and, and caring and sensitive and, and God-conscious in this land that was promised to our forefathers. And so, and so that's kind of the thread that is, that is, that is connecting everything here is calling us to this higher consciousness, connecting all of these action oriented mitzvot. And of course, as we began to learn in last week's Torah portion, the place for the performance of the commandments is the land, the good land and the key to dwelling in, in security and in prosperity and happiness in the good land is Hashem's commandments. There's a missing element. We're not going to be able to see the change in the nation of Israel until there is a temple to go to for these three pilgrimage festivals. Uh, because we so don't. So how does see that happen? Is the is the question that we always ask? And I wasn't yeah. kidding when I when I was when I was tongue and cheeking about about all of these things that are going on because all of the elements in our parsha are connected: idolatry and the or the holy temple serving false gods which of course means serving ourselves, serving those that are, that are trying to usurp the power of Hashem, or not. Re'eh, re'eh means see. And again, superimpose the month of Elul that's coming up over all of this is seeing. Sometimes you need, you need corrective lenses in order to be able to see. And the values of the Torah are what keep us together as a nation, what, what um, form the nation of Israel. And that's what the world is waiting to see. The world is waiting to see that we, that we stand up in the, in, uh, collectively, consistently, unequivocally, unequivocally in, the in the name of those values. And that's what will change the world. And that's the choice that, that Moshe is telling us to see. And it's here, it's today, it's at every moment. And, that, and that's the long and the short of it. It's a, free, it's a free choice that we have to make. But this is the most elemental foundation of, of Torah. And it's and it and there's no middle ground. That's the, that's also the thing. You know, Jewish people are very extreme. You know that, and uh, that's the fact because it's all or nothing. It's blessing or curse. There is no middle ground, and 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 these are are clear choices. The Torah doesn't seem here to to recognize any middle ground. Did you notice that? Yeah. Not when it comes to issues of 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 whether we are accepting Hashem in our lives or not. Amen. You know the concept of the Beit Hamikdash, the Holy Temple, is starting to, is starting to slowly emerge now, the place that I will choose. And three times a year, all your males should appear before Hashem, your God, in the place that He will choose. And this is um, the place of of Hashem's divine blessing. The same place that that Abraham described in the mountain, Hashem will be seen. The place that we're we're commanded to be seen by God, and of course, as we've learned, it's at least on the level of the, of um, what our sages are trying to teach us. It's this. It's the center of the Garden of Eden where Adam made his choice. It's a. It's funny that it, that the verse calls it the place that he will choose, because we're not used to thinking that of of Hashem as a creature of choice. Mm -hmm. Yet it's describing as the as as the place that he will choose. 
And in the Garden of Eden, Adam made his choice. And ever since then, it, it's, it's basically the divine service, which is offered there, is about rectifying that choice, right? It's about where a person confronts his own base nature and chooses to rise above the animal nature within and, and, and give figuratively give the pleasing aroma to Hashem by repairing and rectifying the blemishes that our previous bad choices have made to, um, to, 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 to downgrading the, the divine image that we've been made in. So the Holy Temple, which we're being told is the, is the focal point of everything when we come into the land, is the embodiment of the, the whole challenge that the Torah is issuing to us, which is the ultimate challenge of our lives to, to, to choose the blessing, to choose the blessing by fixing ourselves. Because, and this is why Hashem chose it, because our choice is so important to Him. So it's really... It's the place of choosing is yeah. what it is because yeah. it's where we're giving the opportunity to to really choose who we want to be. Yeah, and it's a it's a place that he chose for the people he chose. Yeah, the whole parsha is a call to become a, a, a very um, very sensitive society, and the land is predisposed to that because it is saturated with sanctuary. The land of Israel is the physical embodiment of, of holiness by Hashem's own decree from the very beginning of time, by its very nature. And so it should naturally nurture the people to become a sensitive society. But the purpose of Israel being in the land, becoming the society, is for the benefit of the whole world. Right. So that light will uplift all of humanity. That's the whole idea, and and so that you know the the Torah portion calls upon us to purge the land of idolatry and the foreign influence of, and practices of of the nations that Israel was commanded to expel because of their idolatrous nature, which brings down all of humanity and which tarnishes the whole image of of Hashem in which man was created. Mm-hmm. And this, and to, and in a contemporary ring, Jim, the fact is that the same challenge, uh, you know, is uh, presenting itself to us today as well on on many levels. The the concept of not falling prey to the influence of uh, all sorts of <laughs> dark forces that that try to bring us down. Yeah, of the the concept of our asserting our Israelite identity and beaming that to the to the world yeah i think it's worth restating this that all of the upheaval around us god is is shifting and shaking out the world and he's showing us that these institutions that we trusted in are no longer trustworthy they never have been but he's making it very quite very clear to us we can see that uh there's only one choice and that is hashem and it's a time of tremendous, tremendous challenge. Everyone is feeling it. And we're being pulled apart in so many different directions. And, and we really have to make a stand mm-hmm. for what we believe in. It's not a simple thing, but I keep saying that Hashem obviously trusts us to be in this generation, to give us this opportunity. It's not an, not an easy place to be at all. But it's real, It's and it's really happening, and it is it is excruciating in a way to be in this place now because there is a lot of 
um, a lot of uh, things that are coming to the surface, things that are being exposed, it's very painful for us to confront and to deal with and to realize what, what's going on. And we have to make the stand. And this is exactly what Moshe is saying in the first yeah. verse. And, we, and it's yeah. today. Yeah. And, it's, and it's about recognizing what, what the blessing is. And there isn't any middle ground. <laughs> there really isn't any middle ground at all. We have to see that there are false prophets out there right now. They have the biggest and podium. they have signs and wonders. They're doing all sorts of things, but they're but if they use the, those things to try to dissuade us from listening to Hashem's word, obviously there's something very very wrong. Yeah, I I just I, I want to mention something that I find very curious, and that is this emergence of this whole uh, movement out there to get us to accept uh, that we're, you know, that uh, aliens are, are, you know, visiting the planet and are going to lead us out of all of this. I, it's just, I'm seeing it like never before. And I used to be in this movement years ago, Rabbi, I was a big UFO nut. It's interesting. The reason that I left the whole interest in UFOs behind is because I discovered Torah. It, it completely it because it was like a religion with me, and the reason I left it behind is because the the so-called alien intelligences that it had allegedly been interviewed by our governments all uh, basically said that they created all of the great prophets, and that they they basically were saying that there was no God. That's another scenario that they're going to try out on us pretty soon. I think even more than that, I think I think it's already in the works and everything is leading up to that. It's a total abrogation of responsibility and it's an it's a it's an it's a new world order. Yeah. That and that is the the goal. The goal is to divest mankind from any sort of allegiance to 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 what's right, to a feeling of godliness, yeah. to a connection to to the to the true God. Right. And and just 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 tell us that as soon as you as soon as you accept this, these ideas, you basically are saying that man is not unique, mm -hmm. and this is the most nefarious and insidious and invidious idea of 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 the alien intelligence thing is that, you know, if if there's extraterrestrial life, and there are other worlds that are just as important as this one, which there may be that are important to Hashem, but it doesn't mean that this world is not the center of, of this creation, right? But the idea is that if God is an alien, if there, if there is, uh, if, if it, what they're trying to push is that there really is no, no purpose to life. There is no, there is no right and wrong. Everything changes. Everything mm -hmm. falls to the wayside because there is no personal responsibility to a person to, to uplift humanity, to do what's right, to, to um, reflect the values that we're learning about. Yeah. And, and it all, and, and to bring it back full circle again to that very interesting, uh, amazing idea that, that uh, you introduced in the show earlier from Isaiah about the mask, you know, by virtue of the fact that there, it makes no sense to be vaccinated and you still have to wear a mask tells me that the real uh, motive behind all of this is to is to make us into a faceless mass of people. They're trying to take away our individuality and our uniqueness that God gave us. And you there know? is a tremendous fear factor that is that is um, at play also. And 
this also has to be understood in the context of of uh, what what fear really is all about, which is I think we spoke about recently in the mm-hmm. in the Torah portion that that there is an idea of of um, a fear in Hashem and nothing else. Right. It doesn't mean that you don't take precautions. It doesn't mean that you that you don't that you don't uh, do what is necessary for for health. But it's it's really important to understand what is going on and what we are facing. It is an attempt to take away the the real source of our trust, which is Hashem. It's saying you need to trust us. We provide life for you. We are the source of your life and your death. And if you don't follow our dictates, you will die. Lots to think about. And uh, again, our verse tells us, see, I have placed before you today the blessing and the curse. And it is today. And Torah is always reminding us that we should be celebrating life. Today itself, today itself could be a blessing or a curse. It's all up to us. Everything can be different. When we realize that that today is that today is really the day that we can turn everything around, and that's the deepest blessing of all that we can see that in in today. Amen. Amen.